Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with episode 46 of the Game Plan Pod. Really hope everyone enjoyed their Victory Monday, their Victory Tuesday, and today is Wednesday as we look ahead to the Jets' Thursday night football matchup against the Indianapolis Colts, the 3-5 and five Indianapolis Colts, um, a team that I think is beatable as the Jets come off a huge performance from backup quarterback Michael White. 400 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, throwing more than 40 times. Um, you know, remarkable. I believe he, uh, he, he he's the first one since Cam Newton to throw for more than 400 yards in the first start. So, I mean, it's remarkable what Mike did on a, sh- on a uh, on short notice with Zach going down only a week before they prepare for Cincinnati. You know, not much expectation. Mike comes in there, I don't know, just absolutely demolishes the Bengals uh, through the air and on the ground. Michael Carter, the running back, looks phenomenal. Um, looks as advertised, picked in the third round or the fourth round, I believe, actually. They got him at a steal um, there at uh, in the fourth round of the 2021 draft. So, I mean... You know, Joe Douglas's 2021 draft class, just looking back on it now, it looks remarkable, right? You have guys like Michael Carter II, the cornerback, the nickel guy, who is just tremendous. Um, uh, guys like Bryce Hall from 2020 and uh, AVT, Elijah Rivera Tucker, who is just, you know, b- bullying guys in the trenches. I mean, I, he, he he's come along so well over these past couple of weeks. Started off a little slow with that chest injury in uh, training camp. I remember the pec injury and... You know, the first three to the first three to four weeks, you know, he was just getting his feet under him. He even said it, you know, um, he had to slow the game down for himself, and I think he finally did, and it's paying dividends for the Jets and their offensive line, who is continuing to improve with guys like Connor McGovern stepping up and I believe Greg Van Roten, who we have thrashed repeatedly on social media, has actually had his best game of his uh, Jets tenure, I would almost say, um, on Sunday with coming out with a PFF grade of eighty seven point zero, I believe. So it's pretty remarkable for a guy like him, but of course the Jets just traded for yesterday um, guard um, guard Duvernay Tardif from the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll we'll see we'll see what he can do um, at the right guard spot. He is a, he is a traditional right guard who the Jets traded Dan Brown for, and I think uh, he'll be solid depth. And he's also a doctor, so hopefully he can uh, you know help in that way any way he can as well. But um, he was a pretty good player before he didn't um, before he opted out in 2020. Um, in 2019, I believe was his worst career year. But the two years before that were pretty outstanding. And he was a longtime starter for Kansas City. Um, I believe he played um, the Jets, the Jets Chiefs back in 2017 when they beat the Chiefs at MetLife Stadium with Josh McCown under center. Um, I'm not too sure if he played in that game. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, but I mean, it's, it's another outstanding trade from Douglas, another outstanding value. Um, and you know, you don't expect guys like Dan Brown to get traded for a backup high end backup starting guard, um, or low end starting guard. Um, but here we are. So, I mean, the Jets, you know, with the Bengals behind them, rolling all this momentum into the, uh, the Colts game rather, um, on Thursday night at 8.20 on Fox, and I believe nationally on NFL Network, um, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman on the call. I really hope to see more Mike White. I hope to see more, you know, more stability from this offense, and I think Michael Floor called a fine game, uh, a really good game, uh, although I don't think it was much different from what Zach was running, um, you know, a couple weeks ago. I, I think the offense was just executed to a T. I think if Zach did the same thing, you know, took what the defense gave him, took his checkdowns, threw the ball down the field when need be, 
I think Zach could have done what Mike White did. And I think Keelan Cole put it great in his press conference. You know, Joe Flacco was in there. He could have done it. Mike White obviously was in there. Josh Johnson. We even saw a glimpse of him on Sunday. And he, he looked good in the offense as well. I think it was just these players have to learn to adapt to what Michael Floor was teaching them over the course of, you know, the summer, um, the spring, of course, uh, in minicamp. And I think they're finally starting to understand some of the schemes, some of the concepts that are being drilled into their minds throughout these weeks. And I think Zach sitting back and maybe taking a mental note of that might help him, I don't know, later later when he comes back from injury, have that be against the Bills on November 14th in Week 10 or you know the Dolphins right after that in Week 11. So I, I think if I had to guess right now, I think Mike White starts the Bills game, especially if he plays you know phenomenal again in the Colts game. If Mike White throws for 300-plus yards and two TDs, um, I think they're going to keep rolling with him in the Bills game. They're going to roll with the hot hand. They're going to see what they have in a guy who, you know, was released, waved, released, waved, picked back up by the Jets, waved by the Cowboys. It's just he's he, he's had a journey, an NFL journey, a guy who was picked in the fifth round by the Dallas Cowboys. And he's now, you know, his first start comes after a 400-yard performance, and it's just remarkable. It's, it's remarkable for a guy. You got to feel great for Mike White um, after that outing, but, He's got to do it again. He's got to do it again. The NFL is uh, short-minded. They're very. Uh, they don't have a very good memory. So, he, he if he, um, you know, crops the bed on uh, on Thursday, I don't know. Too many people won't be remembering that uh, Sunday performance too well. I'm kidding, but um, hopefully he does perform uh, to the standard I think he's put at now. Unfortunately, you know, the New York media can have its lumps and bruises, and it could be a little hard on players and fans, but. You got to perform. You have to. You have to perform up to standard um, in New York, and I think Mike White has the stuff to really, you know, compete with an Indianapolis Colts team that isn't too bad themselves, right? They've suffered some injuries on the offensive line with Quentin Nelson, who may not play, uh, which is huge for the Jets' defensive line. Um, they did get some pressure on Joe Burrow this past week, and if they can, you know, simulate that, simulate that same pressure on um, Carson Wentz come Thursday, it'll be huge. And, I don't know. Speaking of once, we saw that bone headed interception um, this past week against the Titans. Uh, I don't know. He threw it with his left hand. It ended up being a pick six. The guy caught it in the end zone for a pick six. Uh, you know, he's got he's to clear up those mistakes against the Jets defense that is hungry, that is young, that is, you know, willing to get after the football. And I believe um, Bryce Hall has like one of the highest ball hawk percentages in the NFL coming off of week seven. I don't know. He only proved that in week eight. I mean, he was right around the football on many occasions. He let up that huge uh, T. Higgins catch, but catch in air quotes because I don't, I'm not sure if it really was a catch. I think it hit the ground and missed a call on that one. But, you know, I think the Jets really have a chance to make a statement versus the Indianapolis Colts. And we do save this, you know, right after the Jets win, you know, they can make a statement. They can shock the world. They shocked the world on Sunday. Now can they continue um, that consistency of having 400 plus yards on offense? Can they, you know, stop opponents when they need when they need to on defense at the end of the game. Um, can guys like Mike Carter, again, at, at running back, step up? Can guys like Elijah Moore, who had a pretty good outing, six catches, 67 yards, step up? Um, you know, Jamison Crowder, I believe, was eight catches for 84 yards. Can he step up again? You know, can Corey Davis come back from injury and really contribute with Mike White on some of those underneath routes and some of those post routes that he's so good at running? Um, there's so many factors that play into this Thursday night game, and that's why I'm a really big fan of primetime games, actually, because it's really any given any given Thursday or Monday, right? Because, you know, it's not every week that you get to play a primetime game, and it's not every week that you have to pre- that you have three days to prepare. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see 
how the Colts prepare for the Jets and how the Colts prepare for Mike White on such a short week and, you know, short notice, right? I mean, who, who knew if Zach was going to miss two weeks or four weeks or six weeks? So it's the Mike White show and the Colts need to be prepared for, you know, the short passing game. And you know, I think they will. Iberflus, uh, their defensive coordinator, is a very, very bright mind. I think he's going to be ready for what is thrown um, at them. Uh figuratively and literally. I mean, Mike White is literally going to probably throw the football, I could see, 30 to 35 times again um, because apparently, you know, LaFleur likes the short passing game. He likes getting it out to the check down. Um, so, and so does Mike White. He, he did a really good job at, you know, controlling the game. He, he was really a game manager. And, you know, that's always put in a negative light, that term, but I really like it for Mike White's sake because you want a backup quarterback to come in and manage the game correctly. You want it to lead to a victory. That's exactly what he did. He led, he led to a victory, and he led to 400 yards passing on offense. And the Jets haven't had someone do that since the 2000 season, I believe, with Vinny Testaverde, right? So it's just insane. It's ridiculous how a guy like that can just come in here and absolutely just demolish an opposing defense. And um, it happened. It happened. It was unbelievable to watch, and hopefully he could do it again on Thursday. So... Without further ado, I think that's going to be it for this episode of the Game Plan Pod. I will have a mailbag coming back soon. I just, not too many questions surrounding this team. Kidding. But, you know, in the past when we're getting blown out here 54 to 13, you know, people just want to know when the next uh, when the next win's going to be or, or when's the bye week and things like that. So questions will start coming back if this team starts competing again at a high level. And it's a good start this past Sunday, so. I appreciate everyone tuning in for this episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Make sure you follow my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and make sure you read some of my stuff on the Jet Press. Um, I do write, of course, scouting articles on there every week of the Jets opponents, so make sure you go check those out. I believe the Cincinnati Bengals one is obviously still up there, and the Indianapolis Colts one just got put up, um, I believe, yesterday or today. Which I'm recording this on a Wednesday. So I appreciate everyone sticking around. I will see you next week, hopefully after another dub.